Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And very pleasant good morning. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at Oracle Park in San Francisco, game two of the 162-game 2022 championship season for the Marlins. They were looking to level the series at one apiece after a 6-5, 10-inning loss on opening day. In game two yesterday, Pablo Lopez versus Carlos Rodon. With a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Welcome back to Oracle Park in San Francisco. This is the 10th inning show after game two and win one for the Marlins here in 2022. They edge the Giants 2-1, to one, a second straight. Very exciting game between these two clubs. Giants came out on top in 10 innings, 6-5 to five yesterday, but the Marlins with a nice bounce-back victory here today. Not a lot of offense in this ball game. The pitchers really were in command from the get-go with Carlos Rodon throwing five strong innings for the Giants. And Pablo Lopez matching him for the Marlins. Both starters worked five innings of three-hit, one-run ball in this game. Rodon struck out a dozen in his five innings. Lopez struck out six. Pablo walked only one. Rodon struck out a couple. We were scoreless into the third inning with one out in the third. John Birdie reached on an infield hit to the third base. Wilmer Flores. Flores threw the ball away at first base. That advanced Birdie to second. A wild pitch with Jorge Soler at the plate put Birdie at third base. And the Marlins would catch a break in taking the lead in the top half of the third inning. On 2-2, Soler swing and a miss. Ball gets away from Bart. Here comes Birdie. He's going to stand across the plate. He is in safely to score. Throw down to first base to complete the strikeout. And the Marlins have a 1-0 lead. So technically it doesn't go into the books as a wild pitch because the out was recorded at first base. It goes as a fielder's choice, and the Marlins had the 1-0 lead. Uh, good trip around the bases for John Birdie there. Meanwhile, Pablo Lopez was rolling along. He lighted a two-out single to Darren Ruff in the first inning and then retired the next 12 consecutive Giants to the plate, but with two outs in the fifth, leading 1-0, he allowed a single to Tyro Estrada, the San Francisco second baseman, and so with two outs, Tyro was at first base for the number eight hitter, the center fielder, Stephen Duggar. Well, Steven Duggar with an RBI double. That tied the game at one in the fifth inning. And it would be 1-1 when the two starting pitchers would leave. Pablo done after 79 pitches, 55 strikes. Rodon done after 89 pitches, 61 strikes. This one went to the bullpens. John Brebbia, a 1-2-3 sixth inning for San Francisco. And the bottom of the inning, Steven Okert out of the bullpen. He struck out the side, got Belt, Ruff, and Peterson. So he went to the seventh, tied at one. The hard-throwing left-hander Jake McGee came out of the bullpen for the Giants. Allowed a leadoff double to Brian Anderson. So the Marlins in a 1-1 game 
at the go-ahead man at second base with nobody out for the lefty hitter facing the lefty Jesus Sanchez in a big spot his pitch is lined to left for a base hit the lefty delivers Anderson waved at third he's coming home and the Marlins have the lead it's 2-1 in the seventh nicely done Jesus Sanchez and that's why Donnie stuck with him we had talked a lot today about the Marlins matching up lefties and righties and that's why Jazz Chisholm to many people's surprise was not in the starting lineup today but Donnie went with Jesus Sanchez and I asked him specifically uh, is Sanchez a guy you look at differently matching up against lefties and Jazz Chisholm at this point and Donnie said yes he is and that's why Sanchez was in there and Sanchez came through with a big hit against a tough veteran lefty Jake McGee in the seventh to give the Marlins the lead then it was up to the bullpen to try to make that one run cushion stand up Stephen Okrud, who struck out the side in the sixth, was able to strike out Brandon Crawford to begin the seventh inning. So Okrud today faced four. He struck out four, part of a 14-strikeout day for Marlins hurlers in this one. Cole Solcer then came on with a couple of right-handed bats coming up. Wilmer Flores greeted Solcer with a double, and when Tyro Estrada walked, the Giants down a run had two on with one out, but Solcer came back to strike out Stephen Duggar for out number two, and then he got Joey Bart to hit into a nifty 6-4 fielder's choice at second base. Miguel Rojas going to his right to snare a one-hop liner and then flipping to John Birdie for the out on Estrada, ending that seventh inning. It stayed a 2-1 Marlins lead. In the eighth, Richard Blyer, the lefty, came on. He caught Austin Slater looking at strike three for out number one, then had to face Brandon Belt, who last year led these Giants with 29 home runs, and yesterday took Blyer deep. 0-2, swing and a miss, he strikes out the side. Richard Blyer gets Slater, Belt, and Ruff, the top three in the Giants lineup, and he gets this game to the ninth with the Marlins still in front. Eight complete, Miami two, the Giants one. Well, we missed a highlight there. Belt struck out for the second out, then Darren Ruff, as you just heard, struck out for the third out. Blyer struck out the side. Second time in this game, Marlins reliever struck out the side. Ogre got Belt, Ruff, and Peterson in the sixth inning. And then Blyer got Slater, Belt, and Ruff in the eighth, setting this one to the ninth. Still, the Marlins up 2-1. to one. Anthony Bender, who blew the save yesterday when he allowed the second pitch home run to the first batter he faced, Tyro Estrada with a one-run lead in the ninth. Today got himself in immediate trouble, allowing a single to Jock Peterson leading off that ninth inning. So the Giants had the tying man on to begin the ninth. The ballpark got really, really loud as Anthony Bender went after a terrific veteran hitter, the Giants shortstop lefty swinger Brandon Crawford. Stallings the hitter, and he rolls one to short. Crawford has it, goes to second, that's one. Estrada to first, that's two. And the Giants are out of the inning. Boy, that's a big-time fist pump. Jose Alvarez, like they just won the World Series, coming off the mound after inducing that 6-4-3 inning-ending double play. So, well, again, that wasn't the highlight we were looking for. Brandon Crawford hit into a 3-6-3 double play that was beautifully started by Jesus Aguilar and turned by Miguel Rojas. So that erased the leadoff hit by Peterson. And just like that, there were two outs with nobody on in the ninth. The Giants were down to their last chance, and it all came down to Anthony Bender and Wilmer Flores. Bender trying to lock down the one-run Marlins win. Left side, left side. The 0-1 to Flores is rolled left side of the infield. Miggy's got it bare hand, throws to first. Out! 
out on a bang-bang play. The Marlins win. Wow. The Marlins even this season-opening series with victory of peace. They hang on for dear life for the ninth. They take down the Giants 2-1. to So an exciting afternoon of baseball here in San Francisco as the Marlins get it done. The game-winning hit by Jesus Sanchez. And a great job by the Marlins' bullpen today. How about Stephen Oker, Cole Solcer, Richard Blyer, and Anthony Bender combining for four innings of two-hit shutout relief with one walk and eight strikeouts as the Marlins beat San Francisco. For Miami, two runs, five hits, no errors, six left. For the Giants, one run, five hits, two errors. They stranded five in the ballgame. Stephen Okert, the winner, faced four, struck out four. He's 1-0. Jake McGee, the loser, 0-1. Anthony Bender with his first save of the year. Time of the ball game was two hours, 57 minutes. Marlins pitchers struck out 14 in this ball game today. Once again this year, the Marlins and Nation teaming up to strike out cancer. Every time Marlins pitcher strikes out an opponent, the Marlins are going to pledge $25 to Nation's drive pick initiative. Together we can win on and off the field. So 14 Ks today, that's a total of $350, 21 Ks for the season now already in just two days. $525 headed to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. Big win for the Marlins. 12 massive outs from the bullpen. Let's first hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly. Donnie, how impressed were you by your bullpen today? No, nice job. Uh, obviously, you know, some guys that, you know, Sulcer was good again. Okert was really good for us. Uh, got some big outs through that lefty part of the lineup. Um, you know, Sosa gets big outs. Uh, Richard bounces back from yesterday, um, gets us a beginning, and then Bender. It looks like he's going to get in a little trouble and is able to close that out. So, obviously, a good defense there. Aggie turns a nice double play, and Miggy with a great play at the end. So, it's good to get that one in the books. What did you see from Pablo today? Pablo was really good. Uh, early on, it looked like he was locating. All the things we talked about yesterday with Sandy, get behind the count. Pablo was kind of the opposite, got ahead in the count, attacking the zone, using all his stuff. Uh, looked like he was crisp, crisp today. Uh, you know, in that fifth, it got a little extended, uh, got himself in some trouble, but got out of it. What adjustments do you think the Giants hitters made to Sandy there, um, to Pablo there in the fifth? Uh, I don't know if it's so much the adjustments. He just got some balls, got himself in some in some counts, and uh, you know they're going to get some hits. These guys are a good club, and they're going to continue to make adjustments through the course of the game. But you start rolling that second and third time around the order, it's always going to be tougher. These first two games close, you know, their postseason team last year. Do you anticipate, you know, this season if you guys play the way you're supposed to, that they'll match, you know, it'll match up this way, but kind of the themes of game. Well, I mean. I, I think we walk into the year knowing we got good starting pitching. Uh, we, we've changed some things offensively that we're, we feel like we're going to score runs. Our guys haven't really gotten going yet, but it's, it's early over the course of the year. Our guys are going to get going, uh, and, and we think we're going to be able to mix and match out of the bullpen. So uh, we got a good club. There's a lot of clubs in the division that are good, but you know I don't think we walk into any series and say we can't play with these guys. Uh, Jesus Sanchez, first hit, RBI, go-ahead run. Even though it was first, it just his at-bats overall the first two games have looked really good. What have you seen from him to this point? No, good. Uh, I thought the at-bat earlier was a, it was like kind of pushed uh, Rodon a long way with his at-bat, with a lot of foul-offs, uh, good swings. Uh, obviously, I didn't have any hits at that point, but it did a nice job with just standing there having good swings, and his at-bats finally paid off. And some heads up base running by Birdie. <clears throat> Wild pitch get the third, and then with the drop strike three, get the first run. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's what kind of bird does. You know, he's a guy that's good on dirt ball. Uh, he's always looking to take another base and really gets himself to – his speed probably gets him a hit uh, and a guy that has to hurry and the ball gets away. Uh, so gets himself a second, the dirt ball read, and then obviously the strikeout. The ball gets away is a, is a run. Nice to see Andy get the double, get the hit, get himself going a little bit. Yeah. Anytime, guys, you don't, you want him to get that hit early, you know, like to not sit there without any hits, right, and let that get extended. Same with, like, you want to you want to get on the board early. You know you got a lot of baseball, but you don't want to lose one, lose two, that type of thing. So it's the same with hits or having a good inning or what, all that kind of stuff. It's like you just want to kind of get on the board and get started. I don't know if every time you bring Oakert in, he'll strike out the four guys he faces. But um, I hope what, so. what have you guys seen? I mean, your confidence level in him and as good as he's been for you guys. No, Oki did it. You know, put himself on the map last year. Obviously a guy that was kind of out of baseball. Uh, and, and when was having a good year in AAA and we brought him up, uh, he's got a different breaking ball. He's got a breaking ball he can get over. He's got a bigger one that does something different. Uh, and, he, and he throws hard enough to, to make you honor both. And, um, you know, again, a guy that's been a pretty good story. Like I said, out of, out of baseball, which was nowhere, had no job. Uh, and it seemed like last year um, he was more like, hey, I got nothing to lose. And you've seen a loose, loose dude out there that was getting big outs, and, and we're seeing it again. You mentioned the defense in the ninth with Bender. On the double play, Aggie's flexibility, basically almost go full split to get the turn double play, just seeing that from a guy like him. All that yoga, right? <laughs> that he didn't do. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> Seriously, Aggie is really a lot more athletic than, you know, I know he's a big man and, and, and he doesn't run, like, great. But he's very athletic with his hands and his movement, and his feet are good over there. So he, he's, he's really a good defender from that standpoint. Maybe not range-wise, but everything else. Donnie, how about with Blyer? Had the rough spring. He allows the homer to belt yesterday. See one of those guys? There might be some younger guys. You don't want him to go back out there and face the same guy that, you know, got him yesterday. Is he just a guy you don't worry about, and that's just a good situation for him today? No, we got to get him going, obviously. You know, he wants to get going. And like you said, last year it was similar, right? He, he struggled early. Struggled in spring, struggled early in the season to get get himself going. Um, and I think actually Slater got him early for a game winner at our place. Um, but you know you're going to need him, and you know he's going to be good. So you, you got to go right back to him. Not not sure how where you are. I guess pregame uh, Jazz was retweeting uh, fans or whatnot about maybe not being as happy to not be in the lineup, not team talk. To yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't expect anybody to be happy. I talk to Joey Wendell about it. Tells me he wants to play every day, but he, he understands, right? And these aren't none of these situations that are here are things that we didn't talk about. We talked about this in spring training, how we were going to mix and match. So there's nothing different happened today than than we've discussed as a ball club. Is it something you have to, I guess, address with him, or he kind of knows just where he's? I think staying? we're good. There's, you know, we're good. That was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the ball club's two. One win over the San Francisco Giants to level this series at one apiece. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Back here on Marlins Rewind, let's hear from Pablo Lopez, who was really darn good in his first start of the season yesterday. Pablo was working for you here, uh, here today. Yeah, I was just pounding the strikes on, you know, I've talked about give, giving yourself options, you know, work ahead, stay ahead, make them, you know, like, 
be more likely to swing at the pitch you want to throw rather than them swinging at their pitch. I think that was the hu uh, huge today. You know, you wanted to, we uh, we wanted to work ahead, stay ahead, and I think that provided us the opportunity to expand the zone in, out, up, down, and that was a great weapon today. You went with the four seam a lot more than usual. I guess what was the thought process behind that? The process is everything works off the fastball, you know, if you're able to locate your four seam, you know, like your rhythm, your delivery is in check, and then all the other pitches will come a little easier, a little more natural after that. So being able to locate both in and out and standing up with it, I think the pitch, the fastball up in the sun was huge today. We were, we were able to really locate that pitch and it helped us a lot with the execution of the other ones. Uh, fifth inning, what were you seeing there, especially that little stretch after you retired 12 in a row when that single double the walk and then get out of the jam with walks through that yeah so obviously the Giants a great lineup uh, I think they were starting to make good adjustments you know even though uh, I was I was still I was able to throw some good pitches but they were able to put really good swings on it so like that tells me right there okay they're there's now they're they they may they may have maybe they changed their plan so it's time for me to try to do something different you know but obviously while also staying within my strength so it was just a matter of like okay I'm in this situation I'm just gonna throw my best stuff right here right now and then obviously uh, we were we walked the guy with uh, quality pitches so I mean we knew that we had two bases open and then we faced just Shremsky and he, he gave me a tough at bat he was laying up good pitches but we were able to still get him out with um, good quality fastball up in the zone I think you kind of sounded the alarms in spring training with your fastball velocity. <laughs> People were looking at that and curious as to why it might have been a little low. Is that a matter of adrenaline come the regular season? I mean, we saw the old Pablo today with the velocity. I mean, I think 100% has a it's a factor, but spring training is a little it's a little different. You know, you don't have 40, 50,000 people in this case cheering against you. So obviously that amps me up a little bit. And then it's just a matter of like knowing that here every single pitch counts you know you want to make sure that every single pitch has 110 percent of your intent you want to make sure that every pitch just has a purpose so i think that just a matter of being on the mound and knowing i have to give my every my everything on every single pitch i think plays a big role that was marlin's 26 year old right-hander pablo lopez who led the marlins to a victory well he certainly did his part and then uh four big innings 12 massive outs from the Marlins bullpen. A little dicey there in the ninth. Bender got the 3-6-3 uh, three, three double play ball and then the terrific play by Miguel Rojas to end it. Marlins improved to 1-1. One one. The Giants followed the 1-1. One one. That sets up a rubber match out in San Francisco this afternoon. It'll be a 4-0-5 start locally back home in Miami. 1-0-5 out here in the Bay. Trevor Rogers versus Anthony DiScalafani, the former Marlin. We'll be on the air at 12.30 in San Francisco. 3.30 back home on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.